Hey, it's Danny Pellegrino from Everything Iconic. Ready to upgrade your style game without blowing your budget? Check out Quince. They've got all the good stuff, shirts and polos, activewear and fine leather goods, all at 50% to 80% less than other high-end brands. And the best part? They're all about safe, ethical and responsible manufacturing. Get that luxury vibe without the luxury price tag. Hit up quince.com slash upgrade for free shipping and 365-day returns on your next order. That's quince.com slash upgrade. There's never been a faster or easier way to start your weight loss journey than with PlushCare. PlushCare accepts most insurance plans and gives you online access to board-certified physicians who can prescribe FDA-approved weight loss medications like Wigovi and ZepBound for those who qualify. Take charge of your health and speak with a board-certified physician about a weight loss plan that's right for you. Get started today at plushcare.com slash weight loss. That's plushcare.com slash weight loss. plushcare.com slash weight loss. Welcome to the Wrestle Talk podcast. I am Luke Owen, and I am joined by. Sorry, did I not do the DAD thing? Sorry. I was I, I was ready with the hand movement, and then you didn't do it. Sorry, DAD. Yeah, and I'm joined this week by one half of Lost Intangibles D Wrestle Talk. Chopper Big Cornell. Hello, hi, Hello, it's man. me. It's been a while since you've done a raw podcast. It, you lucky bastard. I know. Thank goodness, and that's been by design. <laughs> uh, we've had other people doing it. So we have, yeah. So good for me. Sullivan's filled in for a couple of weeks. Ollie was unavailable today because he's business, business, business. Mm-hmm. So you, I, I messaged you yesterday and said, <laughs> "Guess who's doing the raw podcast?" I said, "Is it me?" And I said. Would it please you if I said that it wasn't? I said, yes, it would. So I apologise to say it was you. (laughs) (laughs) Tee-hee. Yeah, sorry, it is you. Thanks, Luke. Appreciate it. (laughs) I felt very funny. Yeah, Uh, you were very funny. You've just had a week off, mate. I have. You went to Brighton. I did. Lovely, wonderful Brighton. It was great. Love it. Nice Uh, time off. Yeah, great time off. It was my mate's 30th, so I went down to Brighton, had a few... Lots of drinks. Uh, and yeah, went to a gaming bar. Was great. Um, played some fun video games. Played a bit of, you know, fighting games, tech and all that jazz. And we, we played this this game. It was like a like a battle simulator, like a very, very cartoony battle simulator, which we turned into a drinking game, which was uh, you'd bet on who would win, red or blue. And you just put like a mashup because you had like, you know, put in some Vikings, put in some cowboys, put in spooky ghosts, mm. all that weird stuff. And then they, they fight out and stuff. Uh, and then we turned that into a drinking game. So you had to bet red or blue who was going to win and then lose the drinks, obviously. Mm-hmm. It was very fun. And when we were drinking cocktails, that got quite messy. Yeah, it can do. That was my uh, good time though. My university, uh, our drinking game, and that, this very much does age me uh, mm. at, a, at a certain point. But I think that's fine. I think most people know that, uh, how old I am at the moment. When I was at university, the N sixty four was still relatively new. Um, <laughs> uh, like the GameCube was was basically brand new at this point. Mm. Uh, so we used to play a lot of Mario six Mario Kart sixty four, of course. And our university drinking games was playing Mario Kart sixty four. Mm-hmm. Take a shot if you swear. Okay, right. Playing Mario 64, you get very frustrated with your friends. 
you may drop a Hello, shells. exactly yeah and you, you swear at them you call them a name oh, yeah. pause the game take a shot the drunker you get the more likely you are to swear absolutely the messier it gets yep yeah that's uh that's nuts that there, there's a another drinking game for mario kart that i don't think i've played properly because i don't really get the point necessarily uh but there's one where you have uh, a mario kart race and you have a pint and you can't finish until you finish both the race and your pint okay so you could just play the track and then stop right and at then the edge stop Go for the drink, drink and then, then go across the line. Exactly, or you could yes. sort of stagger it uh, along the exactly, way. Exactly, which I think is weird because you either down the pint and then do it, or you do the race and then do your pint. And it's like, it's some of, but you could do the strategy of doing like a third per lap. It's like, but why would you do that? That yeah. doesn't make any sense. I, I, I think as well, like with that, you'd. That, I think that's a foolish way of doing it. Yeah. Because that means you're also coming to a complete stop. Exactly. Three times yes. in a race, or at least yes. twice in a race, yes. to do like all three. Like, you may as well do either or. Exactly, yeah. So if you had, like, a collection of drinks across, like, a Grand Prix, and you had to, like, sip them throughout, then mm. I can understand that, for sure. You know, you have to take your hands off the controller while you're doing it. So if you're on a straightaway, you can gain gain some speed, kind of let the controller have a big swig, and pick up the controller and carry on kind of thing. But if you've just got a pint for a race, then you're just gonna down the pint afterwards. Yeah, it's just a it's a weird drinking game that I did not understand. Yeah, I don't, I don't think I'm I'm fully on on board for that one. Yeah, uh, it's strange. It, I mean, I'm I'm not really on board for much drinking games. Yeah, and, I know and, you and, don't like drinking games. Not at this point in my life. No, like, that's fair. I I like to enjoy uh my drink. I like to enjoy mm. supping my drink. Yeah, uh, I think if I'm part of like a team of people, then mm -hmm. it's less bad. But it's you know, it's going out with Ollie and it's just. <laughs> Hey, we're going to have a nice drink. It's like, oh, I've made a game out of it. Like, well, yep. I don't think we need to make a game out of just going for a drink. Yeah, 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 yeah. I mean, in fairness, my friend group also does that, but not to the same degree that Ollie does. Yeah. We normally have, you know, card games and the like that will specifically... But, but we only play them when we specifically want to get very, very drunk. Yeah. Um. Whereas normally it's we'll play some board games and also drink alongside it, yeah. which is lovely. Which I think is a much nicer way to do things. Mm. It's a much more civilized way uh, well, it's much more civilized, yes. i mean like when we golly and i did the first golden mile oh, which God. is 12 pints in 12 pubs like he wanted to introduce drinking games into this i'm like we're already doing a drinking <laughs> game <laughs> this whole thing is a game, it's a game. and he was like well we can't we've got to be in each pub for only half an hour and i'm like no. what yeah, like, well, why well his argument was if we take an hour then it's gonna take us 12 hours to do this yes and i'm like well yeah that's fair enough but also i feel like we could just drink our pints and then when we're done Move on to the Move next. On to the one. next one. Yeah, like, I don't think we need to set rigid times. No, to get from point A to point B. Absolutely. Yeah. I was such a mess that day. <laughs> I was the only like the first year we did. I was the only one to finish. Everyone, everyone else gave up, sort of like at pub eight or nine or so. Yeah. I plowed on through to pub twelve, and I was an absolute mess in the world's end in Camden. Yeah. Absolute state. I fell asleep on a bin oh, outside. God. That's. Genuinely horrendous. It was it was awful. Genuinely horrendous. And I, I fell asleep on the tube on the way home. And then my mate Dave had to like we was I was still living in Reading at that point, and my mate Dave was with me and I had to go back to his and fell asleep on his sofa and I had to get a mm. bus back to mine the next day. And I felt genuinely terrible. Yeah. Um I it I've not had a really bad like night or really bad hangovers for a long time. Apart from I've had two really recently. One being Brighton, really hung over the next day. That was awful. Because um, we were drinking until 4.30 in the morning. Yeah, that was... Uh, <clears throat> at my age? Can't be doing that. Can't be doing that. Can't be doing that. Yeah. Um, it's not your and, old age, Peter. Yeah, I know. 
28? Yes. Yeah. yeah. Nailed it. Yeah. Going to be 30 next year, Luke. Don't like that at all. Oh, because you're 29 this I'm year. I'm 29 this year. <laughs> yeah. A couple months. I had 29. to do the math. Yeah, yeah, like, yeah. Wait, hang on. What? Yeah. Um, and the other one, uh, you guys saw the aftermath of, which was uh, in the office. Oh, uh, yeah, when, yeah, yeah, yeah. And we talked about this in the podcast. Oh, I know. The state you left oh. that office in. Oh, I know. <laughs> and we, you sent the picture in the chat the day after, and I was actually with Terry and Adam at the time. And I just showed them pictures and went, guys, <laughs> do you guys remember leaving it like this? They were like, no, yeah. <laughs> we do not remember leaving it in that state. Oh, it was... um. It was a night, that one. Yeah, spending my lunch break, <laughs> pouring down half grown glass of Jack and Coke down we the sink. We fully expected you to just leave it. To just be like, nope, <laughs> you guys Hon- sort it out. Honestly, I couldn't deal with the smell. Yeah, no, that's because totally I, fair. I was, I was, you know, trying to work the following day, and I was like, there's quite the smell in here because yeah. it was stale Jack and Coke. God, We're, like genuinely, I don't think any of us remember getting home. We were quite drunk. <laughs> <laughs> it, was, it was quite the messy night. I haven't been that drunk in... I can't even think. Must I must be my mate Dan's wedding, mm. and that was four years ago. Maybe this it must yeah. be longer than that because I've been married for five years, and I don't think me and my wife were married at that point. So it's like six years ago since mm-hmm. I was like that drunk. Yeah. Maybe seven. Yeah, it's um, we weren't proud the day after. <laughs> we uh, we felt very guilty the next day when we were saying that. Literally all of us because we were just there. Playing games, having a good time. Mm. And we're just sitting there, look at the phone, and all of us like slumped in our chairs and we were like playing the game very quietly. From then on, we're all just like, oh no. <laughs> and we're like, more than anything, I was like, yeah, Ollie can deal with it, whatever. But it was the fact that you post the picture, it's like, oh, we let down Luke. <laughs> oh, people, we let down Luke. Oh, Adam did say he was going to buy me some purple Yorkies, which he still hasn't. Yeah. Uh, this email has come in just uh, before we get into the main portion of this show. Uh, so I want to give you guys a big, huge thank you. In the space of two weeks, I've had to put down my dog, uh, buried my grandfather, and split from my long-term partner. Hope you guys just know it helps to have you guys to listen to. Listening to you are the only times I've ever been able to smile and laugh. I hope you know how much impact you've had on people's lives. Again, thank you. Thank you for shining light in this dark time. That's but, rough. Yeah, it's rough. And I'm really sorry to hear that, uh, friend. And I wanted to read that out uh, at the start of this before we get into the main portion of this podcast mm. because we've got to talk about Jeff Hardy. <sighs> yeah. Yeah, I, I know. I don't really want to, Luke. No, like, neither do I. But, you know, we'll, we'll talk about this when we get into the show itself. Yeah. There was nothing to talk about on Raw. So. No, absolutely nothing. So, like, and it, and it felt, it would have felt weird to have just focused on Raw and not yes. talked about and this. not talk about it yeah so let's go into it jeff hardy's been arrested again here's the show we are going to talk about raw we'll talk about why we're leading with this in a second as well but we are yes. going to be reviewing raw don't you worry for all those people who are desperate to hear our thoughts on mm. um mustafa ali versus chad gable and the pose down mm-hmm. uh, but this episode is of course sponsored by incogni our friends over at incogni because hey i don't know how much you know about this mm. i don't know if you've heard of this thing called the internet what Yes, yeah, it's, this, it's this new thing. Uh, the kids are really into it at the moment. Mm-hmm. So it's a place where you can go and you could um, sign up for newsletters and you can um, set up a thing called email, mm. which is like regular mail, but it's done through uh, ones and zeros and like 
uh, magic. Also, just Big E does it. Is that why it's called email? Yo, yeah, 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 mm. yeah. He is the guy who invented them. Mm. Um, so it named it after himself. Mm. So yeah, so it's this kind of like pretty magical place. Sounds pretty nifty. It is. It's you know, it's it's mostly okay. Mm. Uh, however, there are some downsides to the internet. And oh, it's, really? And it's not just the YouTube comment section. There's also things like, oh, we love you, really. There's <laughs> things like big companies stealing your data. Because when you sign up for things like newsletters, when you buy things online, you set up accounts everywhere, your data gets stored somewhere. And then companies are legally, and this is mad, allowed to buy that data. And then they are allowed to then sell that legally to other companies who then steal your, well, not stealing your data, they've bought your data. And they can know things about your email address, your age, your date of birth, your sex, your address, your phone number, and all this sort of stuff. And they then can sell that onto other places. I'll be honest, Luke. Hate that. Oh, it's terrifying, isn't it? Awful. Yeah. Hate it. Yeah. Really, really awful. However, you have the right as a consumer to have your names and all your details and stuff removed from their services. It is your legal right to do so. However, it's a long process, mm. takes a long time, and it's a bit of a pain in the ass. That's where Incogni comes in, because with Incogni, all you've got to do is just allow them access to the, uh, your details and stuff, and they then go through and they remove all of your details from that. I've got myself, and basically I log in every day, and there's a little progress bar to being like, we've got these number of disputes, fix this number, you, we've removed you from these amount of databases, and it's so wonderfully satisfying. Protect your data, use Incogni, and there's a link in the video description down below, so click that. The first 100 people to use the promo code WTPODCAST will get 20% off. There are currently 700 of you watching this video now, so we need like the first 100 of you to click that link and use that promo code. You're going to get yourself 20% off. Mm. It's a great service. We love it here. Thank you very much for sponsoring this episode of the Rest of Podcast. All right, so Pete, here is why we decided to lead with this topic. Because I did see some people in the early goings of this podcast going out live being like, there was an episode of Raw. I don't know how this is connected to Raw. Mm -hmm. Don't know why you guys are, are talking about this. You should be reviewing Raw. I hear that. Mm -hmm. I would argue that this is a much bigger news story mm -hmm. than anything that happened on Raw. And yeah. I think that this is, I mean, I checked this like in the top 10 like trending topics on like Google and YouTube yeah. and things like that. And that's not me trying to say, like, oh, let's capitalize on the clicks and everything like that. It's just, it's clearly what people want to be talking about. It's what people want to be discussing. B, nothing happened on Raw. Yeah. Like, I would love for anyone to suggest to me what we could have titled this video that was solely based on Raw. Outside of the pose down was massively embarrassing, but people don't like it when we're negative about Raw either. So like, I don't really know which way we can go here. You should have done a picture of Austin Theory's bicep with the eyes emoji on it. <laughs> that should have been the thumbnail. Is that what I should have done? Just that's the whole thumbnail. <laughs> no text. No text. <laughs> Not even Austin Theory's face. No, Literally no. just his arm. Just the bicep. Yeah, yeah. Sideways glancing eyes emoji. Yeah. Rest on podcast. Rest on podcast. <laughs> One hour, 26 minutes. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, so... On a more serious note, On a more though. serious note, uh, on two serious matters. Yesterday, it came out that Jeff Hardy uh, had been arrested again uh, under DUI. He was... I mean, you've got more details on this because you just did the Rest Talk News uh, about this. You're asking me to remember things uh, from this morning. Yes. So but he was like nearly four times over the yeah, limits. 3.7 times over the legal limit um, in, in Florida. Couldn't... Uh, uh, this is according to various reports. There was one from uh, TMZ Sports. There was one from uh, ESPN. Uh, PW Insider had some stuff as well. Uh, Dave Meltzer weighed in... Uh, with some other stuff too so there's lots of different people having different uh bits of information about this but 
from kind of piecing the various bits together, uh, it seems that, yeah, he was stopped by police officers. He uh, couldn't complete any of the sobriety tasks that they gave him. Uh, and also he was charged with uh, three different things. So it was uh, driving when he had some sort of penalty on his license, uh, driving under the influence, of course, and third offense within 10 years. So it was a, 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 a barrage of, of uh, different charges. And uh, he also was driving, uh, he had a restriction on his license that he had to drive with a, an interlock system in place. I forget the actual terminology for it. Apologies. But it's essentially the equivalent of you have to succeed a breathalyzer before the ignition of the car will start. And he was driving a car without that, mm. um, which he uh, was forced to do from his previous history with um, uh, substance abuse. That's a wonderful such. piece of technology. Though. Isn't it great? Yeah. Um, but uh, yeah, Woodstock was taken in. Uh, he's been released. Uh, it was bonded out of jail. Three and a half thousand pounds was apparently what um, what was paid. Um, I'm and... dollar reduce. Yeah. Uh, sorry. Dollars. <laughs> yeah. That's that one. American currency. Uh, and uh, yeah. And he had a court date uh, supposedly for today, which has been cancelled, supposedly. Um that's all we know currently. Yeah, it's uh, so Meltzer was saying that AEW contacted Warner Media to say we need to pull all references to Jeff, kind of remove him from all of the advertising though, because there was meant to be the Triangle Ladder match on Dynamite this week. Uh, the Hardys, the Bucks, and Jurassic Express for the tag titles. Mm. Like I think you can check on Twitter last night. Like any post by AEW that had been removed, and it was yeah. just focused around you know Wardlow doing the twenty on one handicap match and something else that's happening on the show the account. other stuff the other stuff happening. that's happening on the show the ladder match was not part of this um but we haven't had anything from aew yet there's quite a lot of speculation around like what could aew do here mm. and it's it's a it's a tricky one to to kind of like balance here because <laughs> jeff hardy it's hard to be a jeff hardy fan and I think back to when he uh, had that, uh, the quote-unquote erratic behavior mm. at that WWE house show. Yes. And he was released. Yes. And me and Tempest were on the podcast. So it was me and him doing the Friday show. And we kind of were talking about that. I was like, man, like this it really sucks. Like, I hope he can just get the, the help that he needs and this and the other. Because we all just assumed that it was drink, it was drugs, it was the usual stuff that Jeff gets himself into. Yeah. So it turns out, apparently it wasn't. Apparently, like, then he was, like, clean living. Matt Hardy kept saying he's clean living at the moment. And I think we can almost comfortably say that he was at that point because WWE did the drug tests on mm -hmm. him and they said that it was fine. They released mm -hmm. him and then they said we shouldn't have released him at that point. Like, Matt was actually on the podcast saying, like, they were wrong to do so because mm -hmm. he was actually clean living at that point. Um, and, like, you know, WWE themselves wanted Jeff to come back for this uh the january royal rumble mm -hmm. they, he left in december they wanted him back for the royal rumble they wanted to induct him into the hall of fame so ww were quite ready to bring him back into the fold because they had made a mistake with that aew snapped him up instead and he reunited with matt and all this sort of stuff but with jeff and i think back to when ollie and i did the victory road 2011 episode of wrestle talk extra which we did over in the over patreon.com forward slash rust talk so a classic review we like look at an old pay view suggested by fans and we review it and that is the the jeff hardy incident the sting incident where he was in no fit state to can perform and sting just had to muscle him down and pin him and it was an awful awful situation a terrible time and ollie was there and i was like you know but it's i think i think soon to be on the up for him seems to be in a much better place now and ollie just said like you know if i was AEW, i think i would have just waited the year like jeff does what he does in december 
just wait and see what happens. Don't just immediately bring him in. Because this is kind of what happens with Jeff, unfortunately. And like, you know, addiction is a is a hell of a thing. And it's it's not something that there's an easy fix for. No. So like, it it really, really does suck with him. But I, I do, I don't think I massively agree with some of the people that are just like, AEW should have had, the, there were warning signs already there. Because I don't know if there really were outside of, he has not got the world's greatest track record. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I mean, this is clearly a, a cycle that, jeff is in that's obviously incredibly difficult to break and you know best wishes to jeff hopefully he can get the help he needs yeah. right um but for for AEW now i don't know what they do from here it's because <sighs> yeah. you can't just like release him right because they when you have someone for example john moxley on their own roster who gets the help they need they come back and everyone greets them back and says yay well done the problem with doing that with jeff hardy is that he's done that several times before and has then gone back to doing what he was doing several times before. And this isn't just, you know, endangering Jeff. This is potentially endangering a lot of the other people around. You know, if even if it's just getting to from arenas or whether, you know, I'm not saying he's going to show up to shows inebriated or anything, but just being a hazard outside of the company is not a good look for anybody. Right? Drink driving is not a cool thing. Man. Like, no. Drink driving is is the, one of the things that really, really does piss me off when, when people do it because it's it's so unnecessary. It's so selfish. Like, it's selfish is such a good word. Sean made this point on the Fightful podcast. So I, I will let you finish your point you're going to make, but mm. like, Sean made this point in the Fightful podcast yesterday where he's like, he's Jeff Hardy. Mm. If he needed to get somewhere, he could have just put a tweet out and said, hey, I'm in this area. Can someone come pick me up? And someone would have come and picked him up. Yeah, yeah, exactly. I mean, at this point, you know, and he was in Florida at the time it happened. I, I, I don't know Florida all that well, but from what I can gather, there's not that many super duper remote areas. I'm sure he could have got an Uber or something if he really needed to. It, 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 it seems to me that there's something else going on here. It's not just, you know, um, it's not, it's not like he needed to drive to where wherever he was going. To. Yeah, but th- yeah. this is, you know, speculation and opinion on our on our part particularly, but. It's it's a rough situation that he's in, and yeah. it's a rough situation for AEW to be in. It's just not pleasant for anybody, really. Je- I mean, yeah, I think you always do run this risk when you bring in Jeff Hardy. Mm. Um, I mean, Meltzer had a really interesting point he made on Wrestling Observer Radio, which is that Jeff is a superstar. So, like, no matter how many times Jeff screws up, someone will bring him in. Like, yeah. he made the argument, just like... If AEW do release him, mm-hmm. there's every chance that WWE will bring him back into the fold because they have done before. Yeah. Like he got released at one point. He went across to TNA, left TNA, went back to WWE, then left WWE again. Well, fired from WWE, went back to TNA, mm-hmm. fired from TNA, went back to WWE, released from WWE into AEW. Like there yeah. is always someone that will pick up a Jeff Hardy because he's Jeff, he's a draw. Mm-hmm. And no matter what, how many times this happens to him, this never-ending cycle, this wrestling business will always uh, choose to pick him up because because he's an incredible talent. It's just a talent yeah. that comes with a lot of baggage. Yeah, and it, it's it's whether you can put up with that baggage or not, really. Yeah, Which... and, I, and I'm really, I'm, I'm gutted and I'm really disappointed as a Jeff fan as well that we are back in this situation because I really, I honestly, I did tell myself this was going to be different this time. 
Yeah. I re and I really did believe it. Mm. I really did believe it was going to be different this time. So I'm I'm gutted from that perspective. Obviously, like there are much bigger fish to fry at this point, as opposed to I am disappointed as a fan. Mm. Like he was endangering lives. Like that yes. is that is a much bigger fish to fry in this scenario. But yeah, like I was like, man, this is it, it's it's rough going. I if I'm AEW, I, a, a suspension has to happen. Yeah, like suspension, it's rehab. AEW can put through rehab. WWE can always put through rehab as mm -hmm. well because like w, WWE can make the offer to do so, and Jeff can take it because WWE will that you know they offer this to Moxley as well, which is that if you have been employed by WWE, you can go to rehab on WWE's dime. Not everyone takes up on it. Moxley didn't. Mm -hmm. He chose to do it on his own back. Jeff could go to WWE and ask them to put him through, and they will do it. AEW could offer to do it, but I think if it's like, I, I think you have to, you have to make a statement here. I think yeah. as as a company, as a promoter in Tony Khan, you do have to make a statement here. Yeah, and not just like a a literal statement yes, on the matter. Exactly. Yes. But you have to actually make a point. Yeah. Um, and I think yeah, at the very like you you have to offer at least to put him through rehab. Um, even if, even if it turns out to be, you know, in the long run ineffective because it has been in the past, even if it does prove to be another cycle, you have to do that as a company to look out for the people that you're employing and having wrestle for you, you know? Get DDP on the phone, man. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, get DDP, DDP doing it. DDP is like, he's saved more wrestlers' lives uh, than than a lot of other things. Mm. So like, yeah, pick up the phone to Paige. Yeah. Uh, Paige, will, Paige will sort him out. Yeah. Paige will get him all yogurt up and he'll be like, he'll be fighting fit once again. He saved Scott Hall. Yeah. Like if you can save Scott Hall mm. of all people, yeah. like you could, you can save And Jeff. Jake the Snake. And Jake, man. Yeah. yeah. Like, it, it, it is rough going. Um, We'll be keeping an eye on it as well because we were talking about, uh, the the cody rhodes thing before we came in to record this mm. the news that cody rhodes left uh aew broke while we were doing this show mm -hmm. as so we were like i think if aew were to make a statement it might feel like it would be around this time around, so, around now yeah. so uh we are going to keep an eye on uh this as it goes um but yeah yeah I have the best for for Jeff. I really do mm. hope that he can get the help he can get. Addiction is is nothing to be laughed at. It's nothing to be messed around with. Um, it's and I I I would like people to have some compassion. Yes. Uh, in the the live chat that we've got here, which I I do think is happening because we have got a wonderful uh, audience, but also in the comment section as well. Like I don't think we need to be dicks about this because it is it's awful. Yeah. It right. really really is. Yeah. Ryan Reynolds here from Mint Mobile. With the price of just about everything going up during inflation, we thought we'd bring our prices down. So to help us, we brought in a reverse auctioneer, which is apparently a thing. Mint Mobile Unlimited Premium Wireless. How to get 30, 30, to get 30, to get 20, 20, 20, to get 20, 20, to get 15, 15, 15, 15, just 15 bucks a month? So, Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows full terms at mintmobile.com. Even on a budget, quality is non-negotiable. That's why Quince is the place to score high-end essentials at 50 to 80% less than similar brands. Get your hands on buttery soft cashmere sweaters from just 60 bucks, Italian leather jackets, and so much more. And the best part about Quince? They exclusively partner with factories committed to safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. Elevate your style without the elevated price tag with Quince. 
Go to quince.com slash upgrade for free shipping and 365-day returns. Hi, I'm Daniel, founder of Pretty Litter. Did you know cats tend to hide symptoms of sickness and pain? I learned this the hard way after losing my cat, Gingy. So I created Pretty Litter, a health-monitoring litter that helps detect early signs of illness by changing colors, saving you money and potentially your cat's life. Pretty Litter is veterinary and developed, and it's the easiest way to keep tabs on your fur baby's health right at home. Go to prettylitter.com and use code ACAST for 20% off your first order and a free cat toy. Terms and conditions apply. See site for details. Since 2013, Bombas has donated over 100 million socks, underwear, and T-shirts to those facing homelessness. If we counted those on air, this ad would last over 1,157 days. But if we counted the time it takes to make a donation possible, it would take just a few clicks. Because every time you make a purchase, Bombas donates an item to someone who needs it. Go to bombas.com slash ACAST and use code ACAST for 20% off your first purchase. That's bombas.com slash ACAST, code ACAST. Should we see what everyone else has to say about yeah. this subject in the ultra chats? I- uh, Sorry, I just looked and I I, I, I I almost laughed when you were talking there making a very serious point and I do apologise but that's just because our moderator Brandon has made the thumbnail that we spoke about of Austin Theory's bicep and a, a sideways eye glancing emoji. Well, I mean, Brandon's got it wrong though because there's text on it. There's text on it. What's the text for, Brandon? <laughs> What's this about? Um, What's I mean, this? It's it's not a bad thumbnail. It's, really, a, really. it's not a bad thumbnail. But you know, also, what's the text for? You just need you just need Austin Theory's bicep. You see, the thing is, Brandon, you're doing such a good job of following our instructions <laughs> when we do the news thumbnails. Yeah. I don't know why you didn't follow them there. <laughs> ah, Come on, he's, he also just said, "Sod your text, boys." <laughs> Come on, Landon. <laughs> Uh, you can join the conversation wrestletalk.com forward slash support we will read out all of your ultra chats above the five US dollar level none of that Australian dollary dues no siree uh, Prime has said last week they announced Jeff in a ladder match and everyone's response was poor Jeff they need to stop booking this then this happens not an unpopular opinion but I think Jeff consistently or constantly killing himself in crazy matches is related to his rehabs relapse we don't know that for sure however like i mean i said this on the aw podcast last week but like i was like jeff hardy in a ladder match like mm-hmm. come on yeah after what happened with the derby situation bearing in mind people used to have a pop at us for clutching at our pearls for mm. the, the derby match yeah and then the um and then like the state he was in at double or nothing where he was banged up i was like yeah. the last thing i'm doing is two weeks later is booking him in a ladder match yeah bananas Charles Berg said, "Addiction is a disease, and I really feel for—I really feel for Jeff. I really do. But I fear this ends with Jeff hurting himself or worse, killing someone. It sounds cold, but I wouldn't hire him to be a dog walker. He's a liability to my business. AEW needs to cut bait. Peace. Yes." Uh, Charles Beck continues it alters your way of thinking where common sense goes out the window I've had I've witnessed this there is no cure either it takes a lot of mental fortitude and a positive system of accountability but it, even that it doesn't always work but if a company or employer is aware of this though it removes any plausible deniability it's just a very ris- risky business move to be associated with Jeff Hardy AEW should offer him help if he refuses then let him go it's too risky to keep him yeah that's the thing is if you offer him the help and he turns mm-hmm. it down yeah because that's essentially what happened with WWE mm-hmm. in December yeah. is he left that house show. They thought it was drugs or drink. They offered him help. He said no. 
So they release him, they mm-hmm. cut him. Yep. And I think this the I would go the exact same situation here. I would as well. Uh, and Riot DR said, hey yo, I'm extremely grateful that no one was hurt. I think that we can all agree. Mm-hmm. Uh, and there was sympathy. Uh, that's where the sympathy runs low. After everything he's made it through and literally survived, he doesn't get a designated driver on Uber. I'm more scared than anything else right now. Yeah, I mean, I, I kind of what Charles said, like, I think when you are that level, like common sense does go out the window. Mm. But um, yeah, Joe Strikes says maybe WWE was right in trying to get Jeff into rehab. This is another example of Tony Khan just wants to buy everything he likes without doing the proper research. WWE didn't have Jeff do stunts anymore. Relapse maybe uh, get through growing pains and stuff. I would go against that, Joe, because at that time he was clean living. When WWE released him, they offered him the help, and he said no because at that point he was actually I mean, as far as we know as far as we know as far as we know he was Reese at that point and also they weren't having jeff still do that like we all forgot the the swanton bomb onto the uh, the steps mm. that were on the outside well he went through that table and he cracked his head on the steps mm. they were putting him in ladder matches in wwe in the, like in the last part of his career so it's not like wwe weren't putting him in these matches it's just it's not just, as often just not as often which yeah. is where i think tony is massively wrong here yeah it's like I've got him, and it's almost like Tony's like I've only got him for a short period of time, so right. I'm going to do all of these matches now. Absolutely, we're doing the the Hardy Boys last run. Yeah, let's make it count. Here's all ladder matches. Uh, and EA's four four six. I idolized Jeff growing up. Constantly hearing he has issues with substance abuse is heartbreaking because it runs in my family. How many times do we have to go through this? He could have hurt himself or worse, uh, someone else. Yeah, yeah. Well, uh, please do continue getting your thoughts in wrestletalk.com forward slash, uh, forward slash support. We'll read out every single one of them before the end of the show. And while you are clicking the link, why not click the link to check out Incogni? Protect your data online because scary businesses are trying to steal it. They're trying to buy it and use it against you. Incogni will help with that. The first 100 people to use the promo code WTPODCAST by using our link in the video description down below will get 20% off. Protect yourself. Let's talk about this episode of Raw. Do we have to? So this is the thing. We sort of feel like... I don't know if we're in the minority here. I felt like I was in the minority with this last week Mm -hmm. because I was saying with last week's episode that, like, it was okay for the most part, but the third hour really stunk up the joints and Mm -hmm. it was probably, like, you know, two out of five, three out of five show. But there were people being like, oh, no, it's one of the best episodes of Raw that year. And I was like, man, I don't really felt like a real panicked book episode of, of raw <clears throat> i would compare it to something like uh let's say game of thrones season seven <laughs> okay it's the when, second time you made this comparison i know today. i literally because it actually applies really well <laughs> in that there's a lot of flashy things and a lot of moments you go whoa judgment day split up finn balance turn heel whoa there's so many things happening and then you actually break it down and you go yeah, but no, no, it makes any sense though, does it? Yeah. All of it's a bit you meaningless t- at the end of the day. Back. Take that step back and you actually look and you go, yeah, but it was actually a bit pants when you think about it. I was thinking about this episode of Raw because my edited review of this was like four and a half minutes long because there wasn't a whole great deal to talk about. No. And you know, for everyone being like, oh, I thought it was a really good episode of Raw. I think someone tweeted us before the show saying eight out of 10 episode. Mm. And I'm looking back through my notes. I'm like, well, yeah, the, I mean, the Jimmy Uso Montez Ford match was all right. And... Well, then we get to the AJ Styles-Seth Rollins match, which was awesome. But then mm-hmm. 
Well, that's almost about it. Everything else was either yeah. like not worth it or just actively bad. bad. Yeah, and and that's kind of like why we were sort of struggling to not talk about the Jeff situation in this this review because I'm like, at the end of it, I was like, I don't know what there is to talk about other yeah. than bloody hell was that really the main event? Jesus Christ! But it, the show kicked off with. <sighs> Ms. TV. That was a really good impression of Sideshow Bob <laughs> hitting the rakes. <laughs> like, and I feel like, you know when uh, he opens it and he's just like, Welcome to the Ms. TV we're talking about, welcome to... I want the crowd to go, <sighs> Ms. TV, Ms. TV. It's like, oh God, here we go again. Yep. Can I ask a question? Anyone... I'm I'm begging you. Mm. Like I'm like down down Dallas Patreon, that Undertaker feud. Mm-hmm. I'm begging you. Make me famous. Mm-hmm. Someone tell me in the comments, why is the Miz part of this riddle feud with Roman Reigns? <laughs> why is the Miz part of all of his segments? What has the Miz got to do with any of this? He's got a show to promote, mate. That's what he it is. He was out on commentary for the riddle match. Yeah. I was like, why are you here, Mike? Get off! I I know that people think that my gimmick on this channel is I just hate everything the Miz does. Yeah, but like I think he sucks, <laughs> <laughs> and he sucked in this segment. He just he waffled on and on and on and said nothing. Yeah, uh, this was a long promo, and Miz is a a. I'm trying to find the right way to put this. He's a good orator. He can talk competently. He's a very good sayer of words. It's just that the words are bad. <laughs> That's what it is. The whole promo was him trying, trying to put over how important Money in the Bank was. I've cashed in twice. I'm this person. I know about Money in the Bank. Money in the Bank, it makes your career. Also, two briefcases. He or she, they can cash in. They can cash in at any time. Also, I'm here with Paul Heyman. Did you know Money in the Bank's really important? Also, I cashed in twice. I'm former two-time WWE champion and also Grand Slam. I've won other titles. It's like, yes, okay. Money in the bank is important. I understand. But it took about seven minutes to get there. He just went on and on and on and ultimately said very little. Like, you're right. Like, his basic point was, if you win money in the bank, your chances of being champion are large. Yeah, 85%. 85%. Yeah. And that took seven minutes. Yeah. And it was excruciatingly boring yes thankfully paul Heyman jumps in and be like well those those statistics drastic go down yeah you stole my joke luke <laughs> i had that written down I, ne- I nearly had it in my edited review but yeah. i was like no, i'm gonna make a joke about roman reigns never being here before yeah that's fair um because he's like you know romans uh he's the tribal chief that yada 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 and then riddle comes out riddle you know cut a pretty fiery promo mm-hmm. and name was like look if you, you're challenging him for another match on Friday, you've got a match tonight, I don't even think you'll make it through that. Mm. And if you don't win on Friday, you can never challenge for the belt again. So some yeah. nice stakes added to the match on Friday. That's fine, yeah. Just, why is The Miz there? I don't know. Why, why have we got The Miz here? I, I couldn't tell you. Uh, he, other than he's got to promote his show. He's got to promote his missus, and then he did a talk show to further this segment. Yeah, okay. That's it. I've got an idea. Put him in a feud! Put him in a feud with someone over that. Yeah. Give him a reason to not be, like, into this segment. Because yeah. I really feel like, and maybe it is just because I, f- I find The Miz to be a, a bland mid-card mm-hmm. uh, screen presence. I feel like he's dragging Riddle down. Mm. And Riddle feels so less important because he seems to be sidelined with The Miz at the moment. Yeah. Uh, I just uh, as a little uh, final line of this segment, by the way, was uh, Paul Heyman saying, and now I'd like to introduce you to the Usos. 
I just want to point out, Riddle's really aware of the Usos. <laughs> like, really, really aware of the Usos. Yeah, yeah. Just on TV, since the 28th of March, they've wrestled 11 times. Oh, yeah. They've wrestled more times than there have been weeks. I hate that so much. Yeah. I also don't know if that's true. No, I I, I had this stat when I had the I did the review with Sullivan. Uh, it was a couple mm-hmm. of weeks ago. Yeah, because he Riddle had a match with with one of them. He was part of a tag team match with them, and I went through and it was like every episode of Raw, every episode of SmackDown would be in a tag team match or singles, mm-hmm. and he had wrestled them something like fourteen times in eleven weeks or something it's like that. It was unbelievable, an insane amount of times, and I'm like. Which means, that's why last week I was like, good, the Street Profits are now feuding with the Usos instead. I don't have to watch Riddle bloody wrestle them. Yes. They always have grand match and everything, but mm. I'm just ready to move on to something else. And this was quite good. It was Jimmy Uso versus Montez Ford. Uh, Finish saw Jimmy Uso get the knees up off the frog splash, and he pinned Montez Ford off the back of that. Good. 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 De- decent stuff. Builds up their tag feud. It was fine. I Would you like my note on this one? Good. <laughs> Good match, comma, probably. I was half talking to Luke when I was watching this, I'll be honest. Next up, I loved this segment. Which one? So this oh, is okay, sorry. Ke- yeah. This was Kevin Crabpatrick interviewing Seth Rollins. Because, so it's a sit-down interview. And the way that they usually do this on, on WWE TV is that the person doing it is then talking to the commentator or whoever it is. But they had Kevin interviewing him. But because they're trying to make Kevin look smaller than the wrestlers, they sat him behind Seth Rollins. So, like, Kevin's leaning forward to interview Seth Rollins, and Rollins is leaning back and turning around to talk to Kevin. I was like, this is nonsense. So, Luke, what did you think about... uh... What do you think about this uh, dastardly attack on Cody Rhodes last week? <laughs> well, the thing you do, He-Man, <laughs> is when you're attacking Cody Rhodes, I rid them of the WWE American Nightmare. <laughs> I've decided that Seth Rollins is Skeletor at this point. Yeah, that makes sense. Uh, incredible, incredible staging of this. So and, like, weird. They, they, they framed that up and was like, nailed that. <laughs> <laughs> Look how small he is. Nailed it. <laughs> it looks it looks so natural this yeah, way. Yeah, so natural. It's like them watching TV. Uh they, they, he's got a match with AJ Styles later on qualifier for Money in the Bank AJ attacks him and there was I think 20 camera cuts sounds about right uh, Becky Lynch took on Dana Brooke um, Becky Lynch the heel got loud Becky chants from the crowd sure did, <laughs> sure did. Uh, but the match didn't actually really get going because Becky just beat Dana up around ringside cut a promo saying that she's going to go to Money in the Bank Asuka runs down and she stands tall while Becky escapes I quite like the Becky Lynch Asuka feud. I mm-hmm. really like these two working together. I kind of yeah. wish we didn't have to watch them wrestle two weeks ago or three mm-hmm. weeks ago, whatever it was, because I think that would have made this one-on-one match feel a bit bigger. Absolutely. Uh, but I, I've got to think that, I, I don't know, like, do you go with Becky and Money in the Bank or do you have Asuka win to further the Becky downward spiral? I would have that one. The latter. I I would have, yeah. As Asuka wins, Becky continues the downward spiral because I think it's the most interesting character on Raw right now. Oh, yeah. And I'll tell you why it's the most interesting one. Because she has one. <laughs> well, that is true. She actually has, like, from week to week, the actions of the previous week affect her character, which is really minimal stuff that you got to hit. But she's, like, the only wrestler on this show that that actually applies to. Because the rest of them are, like... AJ Styles is like, oh, those people like uh, Finn Balor, he, he was my buddy, and now he's not 
don't care. I'm wrestling Seth Rollins. Yeah, isn't it weird you know? that like, he doesn't, he's not asked at all. Liv Morgan was in the next match. Yeah. She doesn't seem bothered Couldn't by it either. care less. It's so weird. Yeah, it's just so strange to me. I Like, I'm not asking for the feud to continue because I'm pretty done with AJ feuding with yeah, Judgment yeah, yeah. Day, but... Let's reference, let's reference it. it. Talk like, about it. Anything. Yeah. Can't like, promo about I don't it. Know, man. I mean, like, you know, a match with AJ and Finn? Like, yeah. He could have spun off. Like, we don't have to watch AJ wrestle Edge again now. Edge is out of the group. Mm-hmm. So he could have spun off into AJ Finn, but yeah. it's like he's he's done with the Judgment Day now. And, like, yeah. Liv, I think, is just done with the Judgment Day. Yeah. Uh, one last note on this segment is um, Dana Brooke, what an inspiration. Smashing those glass ceilings. <laughs> Um, up next, it was that tag team match of Alexa Bliss and Liv Morgan versus Nikki A.S.H. and Dewdrop. Talk about lack of character. I mean, I think Alexa Bliss might win Money in the Bank. Yeah. They, they won here because, of course, they did. Mm-hmm. Um, I've written, written the Blondes win. It's the only note I've made about this match. And Alexa Bliss is in desperate need of something, anything. anything like, I'm, I'm begging. Like, I don't want us to do the Fiend stuff again. No, no. Don't want any of that Fiend's knockoff nonsense, but... I need something from Alexa. Mm-hmm. She's like, I don't know what her character is. I don't know what her motivations are. She exists. I don't know what her direction is. And it's just like, then she, her and Liv Morgan won. Nikki, A.S.H. and Dewdrop were this tag team that got together because they kept losing. So now they've, you know, they come together to be a stronger unit. But all they've done since then is lose. Lose, yeah. And like, are, are we? Is Dewdrop making her drop the superhero gimmick? Because she was talking about that five weeks ago, and here we are, still no progression with it. With Dewdrop having the superhero name bar when they came out, which is the opposite <laughs> of getting Nick a- Nikki Ash to drop the superhero stuff. Dewdrop's become the superhero. Makes no sense. Yeah, I don't know. Like, I, I need, I need something out of Alexa Bliss, and I think she might win Money in the Bank. But yeah, like, at totally this point, possible. I do I want her to win Money in the Bank? Because she's not interesting. Yeah. I'd actually much rather Liv Morgan Same. at this point, because I think there's something more interesting to be done with Liv Absolutely. than to be done with Alexa. Especially if this this might not happen here. If Rhea Ripley wins the belt. Yeah, if Ripley, if Ripley wins at Money in the Bank. Have Liv Morgan cash it in on her. Yeah. I think that would be quite cool. Or even if, more likely, Rhea wins it at SummerSlam, because they'll just have a rematch at SummerSlam. Mm-hmm. Uh, we got a recap of the Judgment Day turn last week, uh, which had a very uh, hot follow-up on this week's show. There wasn't one. I You didn't see this last week, did I you? I didn't watch Raw last week, obviously. I don't normally watch the show unless I have to. So this was the first time I actually really watched the Judgment Day split. Makes no sense. It's bizarre one, isn't it? No sense. Like, you know, you know how WWE editing in their video packages, they can make like a really bad storyline into something that's good and it makes sense and they they follow a logical progression because the editing is really, really good. This video package didn't make any sense. They literally showed them winning at Heather Nacelle in the video package and then were like, you're the, you're the weak link here, Edge. Edge, the man who won the match. <laughs> that literally is opposite to what you've just shown us. Like, if you're going to have that be the story, then don't show them winning at Hell in a Cell. Rewrite the history. Rewrite history. You do it all the time. But here you've just rewritten history poorly. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Baffling. Um, speaking of a feud that just feels like it is going nowhere. And like, and this this feud was heading somewhere. Mm-hmm. And I really feel like the Hell in a Cell match has completely derailed it. Yeah. Kevin Owens had his rematch, or Ezekiel had his rematch with Kevin Owens, which had a gross spot in this when uh, Ezekiel hit an AA onto Kevin Owens, onto the steps, and it was, uh, uh, they showed a replay of it like five or six times, and yeah. each time Corey Graves was like, that wasn't very smart. <laughs> <laughs> 
You're right, Corey. It wasn't. No, that was awful. Just just the steps. Staying in the corner. Didn't move them or anything. Just as they were, steps up to the ring. Oh. AA onto them. Disgusting. Ow. Yeah, no. Hated all of that yeah. in a good way. Um, But it was a very stupid finish of oh, this match. Yeah. Where Kevin Owens got distracted by the commentary team saying his name was Ezekiel. So then he got counted out. really at that point. Like, like Byron Saxton wasn't banging on about him. No, no, no. It was literally them saying, oh, Ezekiel might have it here. Or something like that. Just a throwaway line where they mentioned the name Ezekiel and Kevin Owens went, that's, he's Elias. And then he got counted out. And you know what? In some respects, maybe that's not the worst finish, but he beat him at Hell in a Cell and did nothing with it. Like the whole point of Hell in a Cell was like, well, I'm going to beat him up so much. He's going to admit it. And he just won. Yeah. He, he beat Zeke. Mm. And then he just walked away. And then the following week, it's like, he's like, oh, no, you're Elias. And they're like, well, you've already beat. Like, yeah. where, is, where is this story going? This is, it's anonymous Raw GM. Mm-hmm. They do not know. Unless, Luke, they do. Because next week, Elias is coming back to Raw. I don't know what this means. Here's my big prediction. Ezekiel was going to announce that he's not in, on the show. He got stuck mm-hmm. in traffic and he's not here. Could see that. I could see that. Um, what if Ezekiel comes out with like a really bad glued on beard? Um, yeah, I guess. So. I mean, I don't know how fast his beard grows. You might be able to grow back the beard in a week. <laughs> he's, got, he's got seven days to do it. You're a, a hairy man, Pete. If you shaved off your beard, could you grow that back in a week? Not the not the full the full bush. But Talia sex tape. Yep. Uh, but you know what they could do actually. What could be good actually? If he comes out dressed as Elias, and Kevin Owens is like, "That's quite clearly Ezekiel. You're still clean shaven." He's like, "Just got a new look. Decided to go clean shaven." Yeah. Just comes out with the scarf. Just and comes the out with the scarf and the guitar and all that stuff. Yeah, yeah. Because that's the other side of it. His hair's short now. Yeah. Short, shorter than yeah. it was. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I, I don't, I don't know see, what they're gonna do. See, the thing is, I feel like this is a good logical step in the comedy feud. But we've taken so many missteps to get here that it now doesn't really matter. Also, we're like still going. Yeah. Yeah. There's like the week Raw after Mania, and we're still going with this feud, and yeah. it still feels like we're in like I think we might have progressed to second gear yeah. on it. It's doing much better than the Rey Mysterio Veer Man feud, but yeah, I don't like. I'm curious to see next week. Yeah. But I'm. I think I would have been more curious five weeks ago when i thought this was the best thing on raw exactly if you'd have t- taken the the good logical progression of this story and just cut out all of the unnecessary bits in the middle and didn't have the hell in a cell match condensed it into you know three four weeks this would probably be a really funny well-told story but you've had so much filler and crap in the middle that people have just gone eh. um this next segment here cedric alexander had a match with MVP. And MVP absolutely squashed Cedric. Cedric, I don't think, got a single bit of offense in, in this match. He did. He got one move in. And MVP beat him in like 40 seconds or whatever it was. It was about a minute, yeah. Absolutely um, squashed him, hit his crap finisher, and, yeah. and won. So the manager of a Moss beat Cedric like he was a moss mm-hmm. and at the end of it when he posed to win the camera focused on a moss celebrating 
Well, he's the important one, Luke. So really. why didn't he have the match, Pete? Like, if your focus is Amos is great, have him beat Cedric in a squash match. You know what we'd be saying, though? If he beat Cedric in a squash match, we'd be like, don't care. <laughs> You're right, Pete, but at least it would have made sense. Because <laughs> then they were like, MVP's like, I think Amos is going to go to Money in the Bank. Sounds like a horrible idea. Yeah, don't like that at all. Putting uh, that guy was... in a ladder match? No thanks. This was weird. Why did he squash him? Yeah, genuinely, I think that they gave this match match such short time that they tried to have it be like even. So Cedric could get like a move or two in, and then MVP would get a move or two in, and then he'd win. But because they gave the match sh- such a short period of time to work. This was a squash match because it ended so bloody quickly. It was if you'd have given it five minutes, it'd have been even. Then sure, but you gave it a minute, so it's a squash match. It's just how it works. Yeah, and like he just dominated and just completely squashed him and pinned him. And poor Cedric, man. Yeah, like what an absolute chump. Waka waka. But do you know what? Next up, this is why people are saying that this is a really good episode of Raw mm-hmm. because. This probably should have been the main event. You reckon? This, this should have been the way to finish the show. You reckon? AJ Styles versus Seth Rollins, Money in the Bank qualifier. This is a banging match. It's very fun. This match ruled. Mm. This was a very indie style match. Lots mm-hmm. of false finishes at the end, the big moves at the end, big move kick out, big move kick out, all that sort of stuff. All the false finishes you love to see. And I, I, this match was so good. I feel like this is where like, Corey Graves was like actually really good on commentary Mm -hmm. because i feel like Corey was almost tapping into nxt Corey when we all liked Corey graves Mm -hmm. because he wasn't just being shouted at by vince to say nonsense yeah because he was there like analyzing the match Mm -hmm. and he was talking about like aj at one point um i can't remember which move he hit but he rolled up uh seth but couldn't get his shoulder down so we finally got a shoulder down he got a two count and Corey's like that should have been it. Mm -hmm. That for aj styles should have been it and then aj had another moment like that later on he was like that's now twice that AJ could have had this match won. He was really doing excellent analysis because there was stuff to analyze. This match was absolutely awesome. It was good. Really good match. I'm not going to blow it out of proportion. This felt so much better than it was because everything else on this show was dog ass. But I would also say like it's one of the better matches on Raw in a while. Like, yeah. I, th- I feel like this was just Don't an doubt it. awesome, awesome match. And I, t- I made this point in the review that they should have this on Raw every week. Not this exact Absolutely. match with these exact guys, but like you could do this level of match every single week. Because, don't be funny, this is what AEW do every single week. Absolutely. They and, have good wrestling. And they do it like three or four times per show. Yeah, exactly. Uh, but like here, it feels like this massive outlier. Yeah. Because it was awesome. It was given time. It had great stakes to it. Really good. Like, uh, I mean, not AJ, but certainly Seth has got some, like, skeletoring going on. I, I just thought this match was grand. Yeah. It was really, really good. And they should put this level of wrestling on every single week. Yeah. Absolutely. I, I also love the finish was Seth getting a roll up. So it really made it feel like it could have gone either way. It's just Seth won on the day. Mm-hmm. Which I was really thrilled about because I thought we might get some Judgment Day uh, interference mm-hmm. or like some. I was, I, I was waiting for it to get like a naff finish. Totally. But we actually got a clean finish in the middle of the ring. Superb. Thought it was awesome. I yeah. thought this was really, really great. It was very, very, very good. And that was kind of the top of the second hour. And it should have. I could. We are. Can America tell me what sport have you got on that are making Raw not care about its third hour? What sport have you got going on 
that are making me sit through these back because WWE is in a period of time now where they don't care about the third hour of Raw. I'm guessing because some baskets are being dunked or some downs are being touched, and now we've got to have turgid nonsense in the third hour because like, well, it's not going to draw a good rating, so we're just not going to try. NBA Finals. Thank you. So, so it was touchdowns. Lovely. Because um, <laughs> we've got like this. <laughs> I actually do it now because it annoys Andy. <laughs> yeah, more than anything. Um, this last hour of the show was nothing. And every time a match like got announced, I was like, is this the main event? Yeah. Because <laughs> they'd announced at the start of the show that Theory and Lashley were having a pose down. And I was like, well, that's not going to be the final thing on this show because I don't think it can be. Mm. And it was. It was. Sure was. Uh, this was a a really bad hour of television because this was rushed, had so much going on, and none of it mattered. It's like we were saying before how we have uh, we were struggling to come up with something to talk about, and it's not that there wasn't anything that happened on this show, but also nothing happened on this show. It's not like the Miz promo at the start of the uh, the episode. Exactly said a lot. Said well, actually, no, he said a lot of words, mm. but didn't actually say a lot. Exactly. Yes, and I think like you know we got. What three three matches in this final hour here mm-hmm. and two interview segments? Yeah. But when you break it down, like nothing really mattered or advanced in any of this. Not at all. So we had Riddle versus Champa. No entrance for Champa because he is already an afterthought on the main roster. Sure is. He's in exactly the place that I thought he'd be. As soon as he got called up, I was like, "This is exactly the spot that I expected Champa to be in on the main roster." Yeah, which and- sucks because he's great. But this is where I thought he'd be. I don't know what... Like, he has no character. He's got literally no direction. And he's going up against Riddle, who is arguably one of the most over people. If not, without Randy Orton there, the most over person mm-hmm. on the Raw brands. You know, that's in the male side of things anyway, because I think yeah. Becky Lynch is probably the most over mm-hmm. in terms of, like, the, the women's side of things. So on the men's side of things, it probably is Matt. And yet this match had no heat whatsoever no. because the crowd are like, well, who's this Champa guy? Yeah. No idea. And Riddle won. Miz was on commentary. I don't know why. Miz and Mrs. Up was after this, probably. That's why. I don't know. Why is he involved in all the Riddle stuff? I don't like, know, I feel like Luke. it's just, it's making Riddle feel so mid-card. Yeah. I, I really feel like like this and the Champa thing, I think it's damaging mm. Matt Riddle. Because he's going for the title on Friday. And it sure doesn't feel like he is. I'll also say, you know how people be like, you know, uh, especially when it was in like the, the Lesnar title holder era when he wasn't showing up to a lot of shows and people were like, yeah, but he's a prize fighter. So when he does show up, it feels really special. Uh, I don't really care about this match coming on Friday of Riddle and Roman Reigns, which sucks because at one point Roman Reigns was my favorite thing in wrestling. And I was like, this is the best character. And at this point, when he shows up, I don't feel it's particularly special. I'm like, oh, he finally showed up, did he? And I feel like resentment to it rather than yeah. just like, he doesn't feel like a special attraction. It's just like, sure, he's just going to turn up. He's going to win. Don't care at this point. It's because he's got the belts, man. Right. Because he's got both world titles. Yeah. And we haven't had the world titles defended since WrestleMania. Yeah. That's a long time ago. Yeah. And yeah, I, I mean, I really do feel like it's, him going down to part time is kind of like it feels like it's devalued Roman mm-hmm. in some way. It's massively devalued the world titles. Doesn't yes, it? you're right. Like it should have that effect of mm. making it feel special because it did with Lesnar. Mm-hmm. When Lesnar showed up, it was like, oh man, Lesnar's here. Finally, someone's going to try and get the belt off of him and bring it back here. But it doesn't really feel like 
people are fighting Romans who get the belt and bring the belts back to the company. You see what I mean? Like, which is yeah. what they were trying to do with Brock. Yeah. It's just like, oh, cool, Roman's here this week, so mm. we get to have a match. Exactly. Yeah. Um, but yeah, so Riddle won here. Uh, then Bianca Belair, they kept advertising this as an exclusive interview. I'm like, well, yeah. <laughs> because. Yeah. But it's not, though, is it? Because she, it'd be like me saying, like, you announcing, I've got an exclusive interview with Luke Owen and we're going to be doing it on the WrestleTalk podcast. <laughs> Yeah, I work here. <laughs> it's not an interview. We're doing a show together. But Kevin Patrick was in the ring. It's clearly an interview. Yeah, and Rhea Ripley and the rest of Judgment Day interrupted. I think in this they did say that there isn't a leader of the group. They're sort of all leader. Which, which by the way, Luke, I don't know if people know this. This is an exact repeat of the core storyline <laughs> from the Nexus. This is an exact repeat of the story <laughs> oh. where they left the Nexus and they were like, now we don't have a leader. We're all equals. How old did that go for the core? The core. <laughs> I've had enough. I make them see. Now they need to have like the judgment day in diagonal letters on their t-shirts. Spelt wrong. Have two M's in judgment day. <laughs> I mean, Judgment Day is already spelt wrong. Where's the E? <laughs> but let's not forget the core did have two R's in it. It sure did. Do you know why? <laughs> do, you know, do you know why it had two R's? No. Uh, apparently, I don't know if this is true. Don't quote me on this because this is just what I heard at the time, which could have been wrong. But apparently, Heath Slater had to like email or send a thing off of like, "What's your what's your group call?" and he had to write it down, and he legitimately just spells it wrong <laughs> and just sends it off, and it was like. I guess they have two R's now. <laughs> now they, they just stuck. The core. I, I mean, I'll tell you what, it shows how bad WWE was at that time. I was that guy that was like, Core versus Nexus or WrestleMania, though. I was exactly the same. Why didn't it happen to me? <laughs> Why didn't we have the Core versus the new Nexus at WrestleMania? Did they, they, they had the shelf in the Rumble. <laughs> didn't they have the Core versus four random people and the they four did. random people won? <laughs> <Yes>. <laughs> new Nexus were nowhere to be seen. <laughs> the core oh. i liked ezekiel jackson the new nexus <laughs> that's delightful <sighs> anyway not really much was said about this anyway um they did a promo Ray Ripley did a yeah, promo. Yeah, Ray did a promo. There you go. Uh, theory cut a promo backstage hyping up the pose down essentially name dropping john cena which i means i think we are pretty much guaranteed it's going to be cena versus theory at summerslam I think so, and I think that would be really cool. Yeah, I think That's so a good, too. Good match to have. The guy they want to push is the brand new John Cena mm -hmm. versus the original one. Absolutely grand. I'd have theory win. Yeah, I think I would too. I think downside is like, yeah, you want to push him as the new John Cena, but maybe he's just one of those guys. I can't see Theory's face at the moment. I don't know. I feel like he could be. He's got a real punchable one. Though. Like <laughs> John Cena at least had a boring face that was just like nothing. Just, sure. just walking out, meet Moop, I'm John Cena, and it's like, cool, terrible punches, boo, mm -hmm. boo, boo. Yeah. I don't know, I just think Theory's got a real punchable face. Yeah. It's a bit like me. Um, we then had Chad Gable versus Mustafa Ali. Boy, howdy, with a crowd dead for this. Uh, a Gable one. I nearly said Ali one there, because I actually forgot, but Gable hit yep. Chaos Theory for the win. What a shame. What a shame. These two guys <laughs> are such good wrestlers. And God, they do not have any time to do anything here. Yeah. There's a little, little flurry from Gable at the start. Spin, 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 take down. Hey! I'm like, you're so good, Gable. And the crowd were crickets. Oh, as yeah. they were for Rey Mysterio versus Veer Mahan. This story, the Raw After Mania, 
was when Veer debuted and he mm. started a feud with the Mysterions. Mm. And we are how many weeks later? And we said at the time, granted, we had a lot of negative things to say at the time because this was the build-up after six months of promos that led to basically a squash match and it was nothing, right? But he went straight into a feud with the Mysterios. That's good. That's great. Finish that feud and then move on to another feud. Yeah, because like, we're what, how many weeks have we been doing this for now? And too many. This is still gear one. Mm. We have not moved past stage one of this feud yet. No. And what else I've seen Vera's, I think he's beat them both. Mm-hmm. And then he's probably going to beat, I don't, like, no one cares. Ah, but Luke, it's long-term storytelling, you see. Pete, it's a story that's taking a long time to tell. It's long-term storytelling. And then we got the main events of... <laughs> <laughs> Tractor beam. Look, I saw <coughs> someone in the comments say that they really liked this main event segment. I'm bully for you. I'm, <laughs> I'm I'm glad that you did. It was Austin Theory and Bobby Lashley having a pose down. It's one of those moments where I'm glad that I did not watch this episode of Raw downstairs. Mm-hmm. I watched this in the safety of my office mm-hmm. with the door closed. Mm-hmm. I actually, if I'd have known this was going to be the main event or how it was going to be, I probably would have locked it mm-hmm. because I do not want anybody walking in and seeing this because the first question is going to be, what's this? <laughs> what What are you watching? I thought you were supposed to be working. What's going on here? What, what, like, is this really what wrestling is? Mm-hmm. Is this what your whole day job is? Yeah. During that time when I was watching Survivor Series at home because mm-hmm. I didn't do the live reactions, yeah. and there was these guys in like uh, reinstalling the my interior door, uh, my mm. interior doors, yeah. And the guy said to me, "It was like, oh, are you watching wrestling?" I said, "Yeah, because it's what I do for a living. I talk about it." He was like, "Oh, I mean, at least you got a reason to watch it then. Like, it was like at least that makes sense that you're watching this because you get paid to, to mm-hmm. watch it." Mm-hmm. Like, what would have happened if they'd have come in when I was doing, like, this segment? Because maybe it's because I'm just not a body guy. Maybe. I'm not that asked about bodies or bodybuilding or anything like that, but this is insanely boring. Oh, yeah. It's really vapid, mm. and I don't get it. And I was so frankly embarrassed watching it. I, I wanted to crawl inside myself from the cringe mm. of, of watching this. And like, yeah, Cora goes around like, oh my God, it's trapped. Look at his name, you bastard. Just like, Ugh, I just made my skin crawl. Look, this is what I've written in my notes here. Pierce introduced everyone. How is the effing main event? What the F am I watching? And my notes end. <laughs> I didn't even write down who won or what happened. I literally just stopped taking notes. That's because, Luke, it does not matter what happens Ugh, i hated this what what did it, what did you it, think pete it took so long it took so long it took so long and the thing is right i can understand the appeal of seeing people that are in shape i understand people would like to look at people that are in shape that was what the freaking 90s was about right got women in good shape well hey let's look at them and i'm sure some you know straight women might like to look at very in shape people whoop de doo Why is it on my wrestling show? I don't think... This isn't designed for straight women to be like, woo-hoo-hoo. Yeah. It's designed for like us men for, to be like... For men to be like, whoa, well, look, what yeah, a the, manly man, the, right? The trapzoids or whatever this <laughs> Megan called. Gonna pretend I didn't hear that one. <laughs> uh, <laughs> but the thing is as well, though, if this is supposed to be like a, a, a comedy thing, 
Hmm. If it's supposed to be like, you know, Lashley's in incredible shape and he's the one who clearly wins, right? What? Was this supposed to be a comedy? I'm, I'm saying, work with me here. If it's supposed to be a comedic thing, which it can work as that, then you have someone who isn't in really good shape trying to beat Lashley at a pose down. Theory's oh. in really good shape, so it doesn't work. Do you, uh, do you think that's what they were going for? This was supposed to be a comedy thing, so we all be like, "Oh, of course, Lashley is winning because he's Bobby Lashley, right?" Because, like, I mean, Theory's got biceps that are bigger than me. Because the thing is, like, it's not as one-sided as you might think. Like, Lashley is obviously in incredible shape, but Theory's in really good shape as well. So it's not even like a, "Oh, well, Lashley's obviously won this." It was like. No, like, Theory's really good. And maybe that was the point, is we're supposed to be looking at Theory's like, oh, wow, he's in really good shape. It's like, we already knew this. We can see him. But I thought the crowd were just cheering for Lashley because he's the goody and Austin right? Theory's the baddie. I, as opposed to people like... I don't know. Also, Theory kept talking over Adam Pearce. Adam Pearce kept talking over Theory because he had, like, the Britney Spears uh, yeah. microphone thing going on. This was a mess of a segment. I, I don't... And then, like, Lashley won because it was done on WWE Universe Cheers because, of course, it was. And then Theory sprayed him with some water and then Lashley... I think it was baby oil water and then he did a drop kick on him took some selfies on the podium that's the episode my notes end with this was the main event this was the main event yeah that's my notes I, so funny watching Austin Theory take all those selfies as well because he clearly wasn't getting Bobby Lashley walking <laughs> to yeah. angle himself oh, to get all of it in Lashley <laughs> get in the shot yeah it was um I don't know man I got I Billy Keeble on the Actually Era podcast once described, I think it was Billy anyway, described um, Scott Steiner as um, mm. skin being pulled over a load of bowling balls. <laughs> That's disgusting. <laughs> That's it's kind of what I thought about Bobby Lashley when he did yeah. that, like the, the one at the end. I was like, oh, this is gross. <laughs> I don't like this at all. <laughs> and then when I got downstairs, and my wife was like, how was the job? Fine. It was absolutely fine. <laughs> <laughs> don't ask me what the main event was. I mean, it was great. Because I can't Good lie. Wrestling. What am I going to do? Lie? Yes. Yes. <laughs> I can't lie to her. It's my wife. I know. Like, I'm sure some people enjoyed this. I'm sure some people enjoy looking at bodybuilders or people in incredible shape or whatever. Cool. Why is this the oh, main, main event, event of Raw? This, what did this accomplish? This could have been middle of the second hour. Easily. Ended off with Rollins and AJ. Ah, you know what would have been better? not doing it at all <laughs> well, i mean yes but if you're in the situation where you've got three hours to fill and you have to do it mm -hmm. middle of the second hour yeah and you do uh rollins and styles as the the main event sure because I, this is just bad yeah we're, well, that's we're, what it is it's bad yeah we're in that period of time at the moment when raw is just it, it, they don't care about the third hour no. so it, it's hard to really get invested in in it really like it's, yeah. it's and which is a real shame um i mean i would uh ask people i would do the poll that's just like did you enjoy the mm -hmm. the pose down yeah because i would be curious mm -hmm. to see yeah what that is should we do that instead of asking for people's ratings on the show please so, i think that would be yeah. great mod mother if you if you can hear me mm. can we have a poll please did you enjoy the pose down yes or no mm. we'll read out the results before the end and, of the show. and obviously that isn't necessarily an indication that it should have been the main event of this show. Even if you did enjoy it, then maybe you would have enjoyed it halfway through the second hour or something. Yeah. You know? I'm actually just curious to know who enjoyed it mm -hmm. outright. Outright. Yeah. Because I'm I'm very curious to know. Just, you know, getting a bit of the lay of land of our audience. <laughs> oh, good. thank you, Brandon, for following our instructions. You want to just walk that around and show everyone there? We've got an updated version of the, the Brandon thumbnail. Uh... 
what should have been. <laughs> so it could have been. Think of what it could have been, everyone. <laughs> oh, Brandon. You know, oh, Landon, that is wonderful. Honestly. Can we change it to that afterwards? <laughs> that is, if we'd have gone with that, Pete, I wish you'd have said that earlier. <laughs> because we could have done it. It would have been as good. Do you remember the where punk? <laughs> where punk the where punk thumbnail which i do think is the greatest thumbnail we've had in the last mm-hmm. like 10 years yeah where punk where punk it's great which was nearly where punk of wha but ollie made me change it to where punk yeah um okay well Noah's very outrightly winning at the moment We've got to shout out our $25 and above Patreon pledge hammers, patreon.com forward slash wrestle talk. Next week, Ollie and I will be recording. Ollie and I will be recording our review of TNA Slammiversary 2005. Thank you, everyone. I put a plea out to you all to go and vote for that over on Patreon, and you did. Thank you all so much. It won! It beat Capital Punishment 2011, which you know, now I'm sad because it's got the core on it. <laughs> <laughs> and I could have talked about the core instead. <laughs> but unfortunately, I guess I'll have to talk about Raven winning the NWA World Championship. Oh, in the, oh Pete, in the Mount, King of the Mountain ladder match, mm-hmm. it's a reverse ladder match. <laughs> You've got to put something at the top. The way to win is to yeah. get the title belt, climb up a ladder, and hang it above the ring. <laughs> But in order to get the belt, you have to pin someone because that then allows you the right to go and get the belt. But if you get pinned, you have to go into a penalty box for a minute. But even if you pin someone once, you can just keep pinning them and putting them in the penalty box and stuff. And then you can climb the ladder and you can go and hang the uh, the, the, the title. It's really quite simple. It's, it's like they're in the upside down. They just got to do things, but inverted, you know. <laughs> I just remember seeing that for the first time and being like, genius match stipulation so, so inventive so different now I'm a, now I'm an, a smart person I'm gonna be like it's really stupid my god it's the pose down of ladder matches <laughs> better than the pose down <laughs> anyway so uh, that is gonna be up live should be not next Monday the Monday after uh, live in the Patreon feeds but if you are one of our $25 and above pledge hands on Patreon you get your name shouted out on this show like these fine folk the true alpha wolf not Eugene, Andrew Dinsmore. Andy Datsun's fetish, Timothy King. Didn't make that name, I promise. Ari and Shifra, the booze awaits. The Austin Nangano escape. The Shrockmaster, Austin Shrock. The Cyclone, Brandon Sires. Who does really good thumbnails. Should be king of the thumbnails. It should be king of the thumbnails. Brian Null and Boyd. Chris Hellfire Brimstone. Infinite Crisis, Chris Jenkins. Hey now, you're an all-star Chuck Turner. And finally, for this Hall of Fame class of the 14th of June, 2022, Colin McLeaner than Finn Balor. Lovely stuff. That right, let's get into the rest of your ultra jazz. I'm going to just go past Brandon's thumbnail. Now. There's too many amazing thumbnails in there. So much bicep. Uh, okay, so Meng uh, says, so we've got a few more Jeff Hardy chats to uh, to get through in a second. Um, Apparently they've announced... Hold on. I'm gonna sorry, I'm just gonna click this link. Brand Landon has sent across uh, a link for me to follow. 
Oh man, the reverse battle royal is an impact slam of us. Oh my god! <laughs> They've announced. No way. They have announced the reverse battle royal makes it it makes its return to Impact Wrestling. I mean, it worked so well the last time. Listen to this. 18 wrestlers will start outside of the ring with the goal of getting into the ring. After the first seven men get into the ring, everyone else is eliminated, and the rules then flip to a conventional battle royal. When the match gets down to two men, it becomes a singles match. Why? There's so many rules! Yes, I love it. Oh, add an extra step. <laughs> just, just... Right, okay. If your goal is to then get into the ring, right? Uh-huh. Why does it oh, then flip it, into it, it, a normal it, battle royal where you have to then get oh, out of the ring again? No, no, because the idea is you got, you're getting into the ring to qualify for phase two, which is so the phase battle royal. phase two, so you want to then stay in the ring. Why doesn't it just end with that battle royal then? You just have one winner. Ta-da. Well, you do. You end up after a singles no, match. No, why, why? Why the singles match, though? But why? That's the bit I don't get. Pete, you're missing the genius of watching 18 <laughs> people wrestle around the ring and pretend not to be able to get into the ring. Oh, it's so much fun watching people fighting and be like, oh, I'm nearly in. Oh, no, I've been pulled back out. And the people who haven't got a partner to fight with trying to find a reason why they don't, <laughs> why they don't the... just get in the ring. Watching Lance Hoyt walk around the oh, ring and be like, man. Yeah, big f- Idiots get in the ring. To be fair, those were the rules last time. We don't know if they're doing the same rules this time, but that's just what the rules were last time they did it. Uh, anyway, we've got some Jeff Hardy stuff to do here. Uh, Meng says, I haven't watched Raw in a while. Is Randy Orton okay? He's just on his time off at the moment. Randy Orton is also a part-timer, lest we forget. Mm. You know, it's just a shame that your like biggest stars in the company are all your part-timers. Uh, on a more serious topic, this might be a controversial take, but I felt like Jeff's program with Darby and the Bucks was so rushed, but like TK didn't trust in booking him long-term. Hope he gets the help. Um, Lewis says, Relapsing on addiction is easier when you are constantly in pain. However, if he gets released, he will be rehired somewhere else. I think Tony should just freeze his contract for a year and tell Jeff that he will not wrestle until he gets clean for good. I mean, yeah, but, but I can your point there, Malois is just like, you can ask him to get clean for good, but relapse there, addiction's always there. Yeah. Uh, and Ben Valeric says, suffering from addiction, I get it, but there's absolutely no excuse to drive under the influence. I have zero sympathy for Jeff Hardy. Same goes for others, such as the Usos. Get an Uber, stop putting other innocents at risk. This should not be tolerated. That I completely agree with Ben. Like it is... I have sympathy for people going through addiction mm-hmm. because it ain't easy. Mm. Like it is. Uh, I'm not going to pretend that I know like because I have never had to go through that. I've, I've been fortunate. I've never had like that sort of... I, you know, I was able to quit smoking pretty easily. Mm. Um, I just stopped doing it. Yeah. But I know there are people who are just, just can't do it. Yeah. And I, and I totally... And I have complete sympathy for them. But drink driving is just something I think is just... I, I don't like it. Yes. Uh, anyway, Ryan DR, says, going back to Raw now, says, um, here's my position. Give Chad Gable some more screen time, cut down on the shooshing by half, give him some more wins, give him money in the bank, cash in on whoever beats Roman. Still haven't worked all the details, but... Um, yeah. Yeah. I like it. it Gable. Yeah. Yeah, I don't know, is it? No. Uh, he continues, I don't know if it's been said, I don't know if it's always been this bad, but Seth Rollins has so many laughs per line of dialogue, Mark Hamill would be impressed. <laughs> yeah. Luckily, he's one of the best wrestlers of the world, otherwise he'd be insufferable. So glad he and AJ can still wrestle. Like, 
you're right on that, I think. The Seth Rollins laugh. It, it's the classic WWE thing of something that they think is good, so we're going to run it into the ground. It's the Chad Gable shoosh. Yeah. It's the Seth Rollins laugh. Ba- it's, Bailey had it. Yeah. It's it's so annoying. Like, when Bailey got ding-dong hello over, mm-hmm. the next thing is like, okay, well, they just did it three times in the promo. Yeah, exactly. And you do the laugh. Yeah. And then she did a promo with Seth Rollins where they were both doing the laugh. And then they had all the screens turning to her laughing in the Thunderdome. Oh, God, I forgot yeah. about that. And it is just like, hey, you're going to... Gotta do them all laugh more, pal. And then that led to one of my least favorite lines of commentary ever of Corey Graves saying she laughed her way into a title match. <laughs> <laughs> I hate it so much. <clears throat> uh, and lastly from IDI, it says, uh, let me get this right. Lashley in theory can copy the Ultimate Warrior Rick Rude segment from what I want to say, 89 Royal Rumble. But since Elias Ezekiel looked too much like Macho Man, he was held off TV for months and saddled with, honestly, a pants gimmick. It's an excellent point. Mm. Uh, Bacon Rasher, hey lads. Sorry to say this, but I think Champa's new gimmick is an infatuation with The Miz. Keeps coming out and attacking people when Miz is there. And then had a match with R- uh, Riddle with Miz on commentary. P.S. Pete does not look like th- Pete does not look the same with no title, and it makes me sad. I need Jam another again. shot, man. Uh, Nate S said, I'm still on the train that they should bring back Damien Sandow and have him cosplay as Elias to tag with Ezekiel. That's the only payoff that works. That is very good. However, it only works if you've been paying attention to WWE for like 10 years. Yeah, because it is like that is an old ass. An old gimmick, gimmick man. Like Mizdow was a long time ago. Mm. It must be nearly 10 years ago at this yeah, point. Yeah, nearly. Yeah. It was probably like 2013, 2014, sometime around there. Yeah. 2014 sounds about right. Yeah. Um, Dex Baxter, uh, or Dex Baker, rather. I recently rewatched a review of WrestleMania 34 and was reminded that Alexa was the most defined woman outside of the four horsemen. More so based on Becky and Bailey's position in WWE at the time. Insane that she's got nothing to do now. Yeah. It's nuts, isn't it? Mm-hmm. Uh, Gabriel Reyes, Vince trying to set up Veer Mahan versus the Mysterions feud in my GM mode. Why won't this rivalry row? <laughs> The issue is that they're both cruisers and Veer is a bruiser. They're not matching Pokemon types. Exactly. Yeah. Legit underboss Veer versus Rey Mysterio is now a level one feud after three matches. <laughs> and a call up promo. <laughs> Veer versus Dominic is now a level three as the rivalry does row. Amazing. I love all these these references to Monday Night War. Also, Luke, we should probably <laughs> mention at this point. Uh-huh. It's the final episode of Monday Night War. It is next week, yeah. On Monday. I'm really excited to see what people think of it. Oh, yeah. To see the, the big culmination of everything. Um, 15 weeks. 15 weeks, man. 15 weeks. <laughs> Subscribe to Parts of Unknown. Because. Check that series out because it's really good. I do think it's my time. I don't think it is. I have been second place since week four. Mm. And then WrestleMania is so I'm going to do the big comeback. Mm-hmm. But you won't, though, will you? Well, you'll see. Uh, Vandalia in 1998. So is the post a return to the old look at Bobby Lashley's butt segments? Pretty close. Uh, that would be some form of character. Uh, <laughs> and I don't think he's got one at the moment. Rob Burwell has been in Menberg for 10 months in a row. Said, I've had the unfortunate realization that instead of the Usos costing Riddle on Friday, it'll be, oh, it'll be the Miz. Yeah. And then Riddle will go back to obscurity. No. Yeah. Oh, that's a horrible thing to put out into the world, Rob. Mm. I mean, Roman could just win. He <laughs> could just do that. Because he's Roman. Yeah. You know? Oh, hot tag over. Uh, Charles Berg said, uh, the most recent Sunday, Wrestling YouTube once again joined together to watch Adam Machiti live out his kink of being covered in rotten food while strangers insult him. I think it's only fair that we give him some respect to that absolutely insane legend. He's nuts. Yeah. Uh, Helen Smell was over the weekend over on Cultaholic, and uh, I got a message from Angela on being like, like I'm not going to kink shame anyone, but uh, cold horse semen. <laughs> <laughs> um 
Armageddon. Oh, sorry. oh, sorry. No, it's because I was going to do the big show saying Armageddon was an AED podcast thing. So there you go. Go. Here you go. Armageddon 94. He's been a member for two months. Said, uh, you guys are my go-to for wrestling news. Keep up the good work. Thank you so much. Thank you. Uh, Nate S said, just when you thought the card for Slammiversary <laughs> couldn't get any better, they announced they're bringing back the Reverse Battle Royal. Yes. Luke, I know you're pumped for that one. I am. Like, I mean, legitimately, he really is. They're doing the queen of the mountain match as well. So, like, we're getting the reverse ladder match on the same show as the reverse battle royal. TNA. TNA. God. Pete, I just, I don't know why you won't get into TNA from 2005, Pete. It's a grand old time. 2005 to 2010 is probably the best era of wrestling ever. Nate S says, uh, which is the greater number? John Cena versus Randy Orton matches in WWE between 2007-2010 or Cena versus Orton matches on Luke's MyGM? No, it's the first one. Um, um don't know. I think it's the first one. I only, yeah. had, I only had 15 weeks. Yeah. And they did like every week. And they did that every week between 2007 and 2010. <laughs> they got a lot more weeks on me. We'll see for, uh, for season two, if and when we get round to MyGM, drop both of them again. Keep doing it. I probably see the versus Orton. Yeah, yeah. yeah. It's the feud everyone wants to see, Pete. Clearly, yeah. Uh, Mark uh, has said, if AEW ladder match is still three-way, who would you put in? Most ranked teams have a story currently outside of Team Taz. Outside of them, many team members are busy in matches, e.g. Penta. Introducing Andrade Roosh could be amazing, but AEW don't do debut title shots. FTR. Just put them straight in. Put them straight in, stick the title on them. Fair? I honestly like like that is what you do at this point. Mm-hmm. I think you put them in the ladder match, you stick the belts on them. I think the the goal was always to put the belts on them anyway. Like I was pretty I was pretty confident they were going to be the champions by the summer. Just do it now. I think I, you, I think you just have a, a tag team ladder match. Just do Bucks versus, Bucks versus Jurassic Express. Yeah, I, if you, yeah, I, yeah, I agree with that. But if you're sticking with the three way, mm-hmm. I'm putting FTR in there. Yeah. My preferred option though would be your version of it, which is just remove the Hardys and do the Bucks versus uh, Jurassic Express. And just put the belts on the Bucks. Mm. Yeah. Uh, Kevin says, by the way, Luke, TNA's released a lot of pay-per-views to their YouTube channel, including Slammiversary 2005. So you don't need Impact Plus to watch it. I know. Yeah, I, and I searched for it yesterday just on the off chance. Um, and I sent it across to Wally. I was like, look, we don't have to use Impact Plus for this one. And he said, hooray for piracy. And I was like, no, no, no. No. This is official. Yes. Impact so, themselves have uploaded. Very, very happy to see that. So actually, do you know what? None of you have got an excuse now. All Once this video is finished, blow up another Restore Podcast one because that's very important for the algorithm. Yeah, go watch another Restore Podcast first. Click the one. Yeah, 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 actually, yes. Here's your instructions. <laughs> Should you choose to accept them? Click the incogni link and use the promo code WTPodcast. Nice. Then click uh, uh, the video that's down below, which is our review of Raw from last week. That's very important for the algorithm. Then open up a separate browser, a tab, and uh, on YouTube, search for TNA Slammiversary 2005 and all watch it. We can all watch it together. Yeah. Sounds great. Love it. Yeah. Um, right. We have the results of the poll as well. I'm just going to end this poll now. Mm-hmm. And did you enjoy the pose down? Yes, said 16%, and no, 83%. And there's 1% missing. Yeah, it's because there's probably like a 0.5 or 0.5 yeah. somewhere else. So, yeah, we go. People did not enjoy it. So, phew. That makes me feel much better. Yes. Because there was a part of me that was just like, am I wrong here? Mm, I think so. 
Sorry, you, you do your outro. Yeah. Well, thank you all so much for watching this episode of the Restore Podcast. Please do click that link in the video description down below and check out Incogni. Protect your data, protect yourself. Be like Austin Theory's biceps with the eyes emoji. The eyes are the big company, the big tech companies trying to steal your data. Protect it by using Incogni. The first 100 people to use the promo code WT Podcast will get 20% off. To be, we um on the podcast uh, that you are not a part of. Mm. Um, Ollie and I were talking about some of our favourite motorways uh, and service stations. Sure. Yeah. yeah. Uh, this email comes in from uh, Plan R. Is I don't know if I'm sending this to the right place. Uh, well, this is the Memberg's pod. You said that you asked for emails about convenience stores and roads. I've got a few for you. The best road in America is Blue Ridge Parkway that runs the along the Alpacian Mountain Range. It's absolutely gorgeous. But I live and grew up in Orlando. We have a highway called the East-West Expressway, or the 408. It is legitimately Fury Road. Speed limit, 55 miles an hour. That's... Hold on. So, speed limit is 55 miles an hour. If you do that speed, though, you're a road hazard. 70 mm-hmm. miles an hour or better just to be safe. I once got my door blown off by a cop that must have been doing 100 while I was doing 80. It's an insane road that could only exist in Florida. <laughs> Uh, as, con- as for convenience stores, behind the Magic Kingdom, just off Disney property, is a 7-Eleven. I call it the saddest place on earth. <laughs> <laughs> this is where Disney employees stop after work. They're all still in costume and are terribly angry. Ugh. There's a mover driving for a bit round there to take breaks and hang out there until I got my next pickup. I've seen Disney cast members have screaming matches and they start fighting each other in full costume. <laughs> I've overheard absolute horror stories about working for Disney or just how awful Disney guests are. If you're ever in a Disney vacation, find this place and hang out there after a shift change for an hour i guarantee you a stupendous show i hate that hate that yeah <laughs> yeah, yeah hate all of that oh sounds like a terrible place to yep. go no nope. hate all of that so the speed limit is 55 miles an hour on the 408 but if, if you're you do doing that, that you're you, too slow you're too slow so you've got to be doing 70 because 70 is like the speed limit on a motorway yes here in the uk yes and it's not like that is we should be going all at 70 mm-hmm. and everyone in all three lanes are supposed to be in mm. 70 but that, the, the end lane is not the fast lane everyone it's well it technically is the fast lane, the overtaking lane. Yes. So you're going faster than you... the people in the other lanes, technically. Yes. Technically. But if we're all going at 70 miles an hour, yes. then that shouldn't need to... Correct. But there are people who just, I'm going to stay in the ends lane yes. and do 100. Yes. And then I need you to get out of my way. Yes. <laughs> you're going at like 75 and then someone will come rocketing up behind you and be like, I need to pull over. <laughs> yeah. Oh, I need to get out of this way. Yes. Uh, Mike here says, hello lads and ladies of Rest Talk. It's been almost a year since I requested my Patreon name change. I'm happy to say that I've had, uh, I haven't had a funeral to attend since then. Uh, only good things uh, have happened. I've got a promotion at work that came with a very nice pay rise, as you English call it, and that came just in time uh, last month because I bought a home for the first time in my wow. life things are looking up so much to enjoy all the work you do hope you uh, are doing great and uh, when they're not i hope you have to sorry i hope you i hope your lives are going great and when they are not you have us to turn to and lean on as we do you thanks so much today is my 46th birthday i look forward to supporting rest talk for many years to come still a mark for life michael thank you so much michael that's amazing also i just want to clarify with that one mm. did you say i got a pay rise as you call it in britain what do americans call it Good question. Hold on. I'm really confused. Hold on. It's a pay rise. 
what do Americans call a <laughs> kettle? <laughs> I, I was curious. It was like, I wonder what the uh, pay rise, pay rise, pay, pay raise, rise, pay raise, maybe. Yeah, pay raise is a noun, American English definition. Yeah. Definition of pay raise, increase in salary. God, Americans so are thick. So it's a pay raise. So they complain <laughs> about having unnecessary letters in words that we have. Like, you go, oh, you got this unnecessary U in here. The they just stuck an A in the, that word for no reason. The correct U. Yeah, exactly. Heard. Just stuck an A in that phrase for no reason. Uh, right, uh, we got some. E- got another email here to read out from our friend Jack, who says, "Hey guys, hope you're feeling fine and fly." This is an email about the legend who gave me wrestling advice. Ooh, this is a while ago. Yeah, you and I was. were going through this, mm. saving it for when you and I got together for an email. Mm. Uh, in 2017, myself and Tony Purdom started wrestling training at WAW. We had a one-on-one session with Zack Knight, mm. RKJ, and a fantastic local wrestler called Axel Lynch. After a few months, I started to get better. Bit of a weirdo, and bumping gave me a rush, and if I'm being honest, so did being thrown around. One day, I was running through a match in their training facility with an excellent local wrestler called SAS, and after my comeback, I got launched, I got caught with a big boot, uh, I got I caught a big boot with my head, one, two, three. Whereas RKJ would normally give his thoughts, I had an unexpected visitor. I started this email by saying, hey guys, and I should have said, Hey, yo. Nice. I looked over my shoulder and there stood next to RKJ was bloody Razor Ramon. The suave giant told me three things. Tighten up those clotheslines. The US style comeback is played out. Try to get creative. Mm. And you sold the S out of that boot. <laughs> that was starstruck, obviously. But I kept my poker face thanking him for the advice as well as thanking SAS for the match. He didn't get, uh, didn't have to give me advice. He could have just come in and went. But Scott always was so willing to teach people and the younger generation. On the bike ride home, I stopped multiple times to excitedly tell my friends and my cousin about the experience. Scott was a friend to the Knight family and a great help to the careers of those who wrestled there. The bleak stuff I promised to write about followed this, but it's another story for another time. Scott Hall being taken from us is bleak enough for one email. R.O.P. Scott Hall, 10 out of Tatanka. Mm. Anyway, the next subject I wanted to breach with you, lads, is unlike anything in Norfolk. The next subject is unrelated. Whoa. So I'll leave it for another day. Take care. You all have a stupendous day. Nice uh, little reference there to Norfolk being inbred. <laughs> I was going to say some really nice stuff about Scott Hall or that stuff, but you know, that's nope, cool. I wanted to focus on that last little bit of the email there, where it's like, people from Norfolk sleep with their sisters. Um, uh, thanks, Scott Hall. You sound lovely. You do sound lovely. Uh, the Papadom conversation continues oh as well. Oh my goodness! <laughs> uh, I just also to get my thoughts because I've not I've not weighed in on this uh, topic. I, I, I cannot wait, Pete. Um, Sally's right. Well, you should just have nans with yeah. your mains. Yeah. And Papadom should just remain as the starters. I mean, Papadoms can be used for mains. Yeah, they sure you, can. But your poll that you did on the stream was what's better, nan or Papadom? I think I still maintain that none's that better. Pop, that Papadom are better than Nan. That's just incorrect. <laughs> Since Nan is just better. I love me a good Nan. Mm. Don't get me wrong. Yeah, and but, I also really like Papadoms. But I, I just like that crispity crunch. You I'm sure them. you do. But Nan is better. <laughs> it, just, it just if that's your parameters, which one is better? Nan is better. Mm. If you're talking about what's a better utility utase, utensil replacement. Then maybe I could get on board with Poppadoms, but okay, depends on which way better, you're phrasing the question. Yeah, I see. Better none. 
Pokedoms don't really have flavor, Luke. They're used to scoop other flavor and give it the crunch. Yeah, yeah. None has its own flavor. A little bit, a little bit of salt on there. Well, sure, yeah. Put salt on it then, <laughs> if that's what you want. <laughs> Uh, anyway, this comes in from uh, Tejas, I'm going to say. Uh, you're probably done with males on this whole debate, but I couldn't stop myself. No. That's why you'd be wrong. <laughs> <laughs> we'll keep talking about this till the cows come up. Anyone sends me an email with a subject heading of Poppadom, I'm like, excellent, let's open that up. Uh, you're reading the Poppadom, uh, not the way it's meant to be. Well, yeah. Well, yeah, but that was kind yeah. of my point I was making, mm-hmm. is that we're getting it wrong. Yes. We should be doing it this way. Mm-hmm. Uh, think of Poppadom as more like, actually, okay. Okay. Think of a poppadom as more like a tortilla chip or a nacho. Mm-hmm. I would say tortilla chips are also good scooping yep. mechanisms for stuff on here. Yes. Like that's what I, if you ordered me nachos, mm-hmm. nachos come with like all of stuff on there and you lift the yep. nachos up and it's got yep. like a bit of uh, avocado and a bit of um, salsa and sour mm-hmm. cream on it and stuff. It's a vehicle for picking things up. Sure. An accompaniment most generally eaten separately. How are you eating nachos, mate? So you're losing me here. I would argue to you. I put it to you. You're doing nachos wrong. Yeah, I would as well. Yeah. That's that's incorrect. Uh, but anyway, they say papadoms are to be eaten with a curry, not dipped in the curry or to scoop curry with. That's what naan, roti, pathra, pori, culture, chapati, or similar flatbreads are for. You make a spoon out of the flatbread and eat the curry with it. If you want to eat a papadom as a starter, get yourself masala pa- uh, papadoms, which is more akin to nachos. Also, I'm not sure what kind of papadom you get in the UK, the rice one or the black ground one. It's the black ground one. Uh, the two have significant differences in taste profiles. Would love for you to try both. Thank you for the joy you bring with your content. Jam, that jam, because that's the sort of um, poppadoms we have here, like that one. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Yeah, that's a rice one. Oh, is that the rice one? That's rice. Ah, yes. That the that one there. Mm-hmm. That's the sort of ones you'd buy in uh, shops, like it's right. the homemade ones. <clears throat> yes. I think if you go to an Indian restaurant, that's the one. You're yeah, you get, get the rice ones. Yeah, hundred yeah. oh, percent. God, they're good. Oh, they are great. Oh, so good. They are really oh, good. I really want a curry now. <laughs> Might get one later. <laughs> <laughs> I'm having a curry the uh, this week. Because mm-hmm. I've got a, some, I've got relatives staying with me this week. Because mm-hmm. this week, Pete, it's the big garden makeover. Oh my goodness! I know, right? So yeah, after you finally mowed your lawn, that is. <laughs> Did you see the state of it, Pete? <laughs> <laughs> it was a jungle. It wasn't a garden. I kept telling my wife, uh, "Hey, it's, it's no mow may, so I'm not, I can't mow the <laughs> it's lawn." No that's a real thing. I got an email about it from the local council saying, like, can you not mow your lawns in May because it's good for, like, like uh, bees and all that sort of stuff. Sure. So we did no mow May. And she all said, right. you haven't mowed it since November. It's <laughs> <laughs> like, that's a fair point. Oh, God. I hadn't mowed it since November. There was a weed there that was legit bigger than my child. That's absurd. It was actually almost as tall as my wife. <laughs> It was honestly massive. And it was fighting back. Yeah. When I, when yeah, I, yeah. I was trying to pull it out of the ground mm. and it was fighting back. It did not want to be pulled it, out of the ground. It did not, no. Mm-hmm. No, it was quite happy being there and taking over my garden. It was Jumanji. Uh, <laughs> but no, finally mowed the lawn. Mm-hmm. Um, and my mum is currently staying with me at the moment. And then on Wednesday, my brother arrives. My dad is coming down as mm-hmm. well. My brother's partner is coming. And we are going to dig up some of my garden. I'm gonna lay a patio. Ooh, that's that right. does sound fun. That's what I'm taking. I'm taking days off work. Mm. I'm taking Thursday and Friday off work because I'm laying down a patio in the back garden. I can't wait for it to be done. Yes, 
you don't like the process. I don't think I'm that asked about the process. Like, mm. I just want it to be done. Also, I just think there's going to be arguments. Yeah. Because my dad will want to do things a certain way. Mm-hmm. My brother will want to do things a certain way. Neither of them really say that they disagree with the other. So mm-hmm. they just sit there seething towards each other. And I think it's going to be a bit uncomfortable. Sounds like a great time. And it's also going to be the hottest days of the year. Fun. Oh, yeah. Real fun. Uh-huh. Good times. I'm, I'm actually, in a way, looking forward to it. <laughs> It's going to be really uncomfortable. Everyone's going to be not going to be getting along. It's going to be the hottest day of the year. Really uncomfortable. Can't wait. Well, I am having a curry at one point. So, you know, there is... <laughs> and you're going to have none with it. Uh, well, I think we're going to go buy some poppadoms uh, well, to go with it. And, we'll, and, also, uh, and also get some naans because my brother likes a naan. One thing I will agree on, Peshwari or naan. Oh, yeah. Like, isn't it amazing? Like, that's that's four people now. Yeah. That's me, you, Sullivan, Oliver, uh, mm-hmm. have all said... Peshwari is the way forward. Absolutely. And yeah, I've never met anyone else in my life that goes for Peshwari. Outside of like really? my family, everyone else I go for curries with always gets garlic naan. I mean, the thing is, I do like garlic naan. It's good. I like a plain naan. That's also fine. Grand. Yeah. But yeah. Peshwari naan is just better. It's got raisins. <laughs> <laughs> a, little, a little delightful sweetness. Yeah. It's great. Yeah. It's, it's perfect. Uh, last thing I just wanted to say before mm. I, uh, we do get out of here. Uh, I went to a kid's birthday party over the weekend. Okay. Um, not one kid's birthday. Mm. Not two kids' birthdays. Three kids. Um, one three-year-old and two two-year-olds mm-hmm. had a joint birthday party in my friend's garden. Mm. It was manic. <laughs> oh, really? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Couldn't guess. Oh, man, those kids have got some energy. Yeah. Those kids have got some energy. They That's had a paddling pool set up, mm-hmm. and the kids went bananas for mm. it. And it was a very, very lovely time. Uh, I was playing a game with my friend's three-year-old. We were playing hide and seek, mm-hmm. and everyone knows the rules of hide and seek. Absolutely. She was really bad at hiding because she would just right. like either hide in the same place every time, yeah. or would hide in a place where you could see her as soon as you opened up your eyes. Yes. So, to make the game more fun, you elongate the thing, being like, "Absolutely, where's Phoebe?" I, I genuinely thought for a second you were about to be like, "So I got her in a few seconds every <laughs> time, and she cried." <laughs> And every time I was like, you're thick. <laughs> Choose better hiding spots. Come on, Phoebe. So they were like, where's Phoebe gone? Yeah. Is she under here? Yeah. No. Is she behind here? No. And you can hear this whole time again. <laughs> yeah. And then totally. you do the same thing. She'd be like, it's your turn now. So you go and hide in a very obvious place. Of course. And she then goes around and being like, I can't find it. Her dad said to me, I was like, I don't know if we're teaching her the wrong way to play hide and seek. <laughs> Where she clearly knows. She clearly knows. She can see you. <laughs> you're bigger than that chair you're trying to hide behind. <laughs> it's like if she tries to do this in nursery, yeah. she's like, where's Mike? <laughs> Quite clearly there. And I'm sure she'll have a great um, Anyway, uh, I'm going to get out of here. There is an email mm. in for you, but I'm going to save that for you and Tempest oh. to do on the podcast. Well, it says for LIW. It's about Avatar and Legend <gasps> of Korra. <gasps> when was it sent in? This was sent in eight days ago. Ooh. Oh, yeah, because I was off last Saturday, of course. Yeah. Uh, do, 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 do. Yeah, just going to see if there's... There. I've seen the last Airbender TV yeah. show and it was incredible. It's amazing. Yeah, I just, that's all I'm going to tell you for now. Yeah. No, 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 you can't read any more of that. That's okay, for, that's for later. Okay, that's that, fine. That is for your Saturday show. Indeed, 
Yes. Uh, but tomorrow, it is going to be SP3 and Sat Inyangi reviewing NXT. Mm-hmm. And then on Thursday, you and Oliver Davis will be doing the Dynamite review because yes. I'm going to be off. Yes. Uh, Tempest and and we're Amazing. both going to hate it because we hate AEW. Oh, yeah. Both of you do. I'm so negative all the time. Yeah. Uh, then it's... I'll replace you. Don't worry. I'll just love everything. Uh, team Dentist. Um... <laughs> That was their name. That's what they came up with. <laughs> That's a really good name. Team Dentist. I've not uh, heard that before. On the uh, the the Friday show, uh, and then you and Tempest will be mm. doing the Saturday show. I know you. Next week. It's Forbidden Door. Oh, crikey. Bloody hell, that's come around quickly. Oh, it sure has. And then it's Money in the Bank. It's Money in the Bank the week after, and then like three weeks later, it's, it's SummerSlam. Slam. Oh my God. It never stops, Luke. I know. Well, there's no pay-per-views in August. Yet. <laughs> there can't be anymore, because the next one they've got, they've got Clash of Clans in September. And Clash of the Castle in but September. But then the day after that is all out. It's all out as well, yeah. But surely there can't be anything in August. We've had our fill. Mm. I'm very full on pay-per-view. Maybe. We'll see. We'll see. I'm sure they can figure something out. They'll, they'll throw an extra one in there. So chuck, a, <laughs> chuck a Saudi show in there. Why not? <laughs> yeah, may as well. At this point. <laughs> uh, anyway, that's all we've got time for on this show. Take care, everyone. I love you. Goodbye. Hi, I'm Daniel, founder of Pretty Litter. Cats and cat owners deserve better than any old-fashioned litter. That's why I teamed up with scientists and veterinarians to create Pretty Litter. Its innovative crystal formula has superior odor control and weighs up to 80% less than clay litter. Pretty Litter even monitors health by changing colors to help detect early signs of potential illness. It's the world's smartest kitty litter. Go to prettylitter.com and use code ACAST for 20% off your first order and a free cat toy. Terms and conditions apply. See site for details. Even when we're on a budget, we still deserve nice things. Quince is a place to scoop up stunning high-end goods for 50 to 80% less than similar brands. They have buttery soft cashmere sweater starting at $50 luxurious Italian leather bags, and so much more. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. Get the high-end goods you'll love without the high price tag with Quince. Go to quince.com style for free shipping and 365-day returns. Hi, I'm Daniel, founder of Pretty Litter. Cats and cat owners deserve better than any old-fashioned litter. That's why I teamed up with scientists and veterinarians to create Pretty Litter. Its innovative crystal formula has superior odor control and weighs up to 80% less than clay litter. Pretty Litter even monitors health by changing colors to help detect early signs of potential illness. It's the world's smartest kitty litter. Go to prettylitter.com and use code ACAST for 20% off your first order and a free cat toy. Terms and conditions apply. See site for details.